What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back. And you guys already know what I'm here to talk about today. It is, of course, the acquisition of Russell Westbrook on the veteran minimum deal. But before we get into any of that, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. That'd be really, really appreciated. All I do is just tweet live games, just tweet my thoughts on random shit uh, having to do with the Clippers. And, uh, man, we got a lot to get into today. There's going to definitely be some rants. Um, I'm not quite sure how this podcast is going to go. I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but, um, hopefully it's, uh, enjoyable. It has a good balance of ranting and analysis. Um, I do want to try to view both ends of the spectrum here, the positives and the negatives. Um, but I will say I do have a lot of more negatives than positives. Um, but I don't really have much of a script in this, uh, for this podcast, but I do have, um, some stats pulled up on Russell Westbrook that we are going to get into, um in a second here but before we get into anything man i just want to say i would consider myself a russell westbrook fan um i really really do like i love the guy he's such a great guy um but in 2023 man he's just not a very good basketball player and that's okay to say that's uh, that's okay to say i mean it's i just don't get what the fit like i don't know what was appealing to uh, Kawhi PG and Ty Lue, um, for you know them to push L Frank in the front office. Um, it's such a tough position. Um, it's hard because you got to keep your star players happy. You got to keep your coach happy, and that's what sucks about star player empowerment. Um, it, it just puts your front office in a, it's such a rough spot. Um, with L Frank saying after his uh, during his post trade deadline presser that he specifically said he doesn't want to add you know traditional point guards with weaknesses um and he only wants guys out there who can shoot the ball and russell westbrook does absolutely none of those things so this is clearly a player driven mood a coach driven move and it it, it forced l frank's hand which sucks but i can't blame him i mean you got to try to keep your star players happy as best as you can and that's what sucks about players trying to play gm it never ever works out um but yeah, it is what it is, man. Um, I do want to say, like I said, um, I am a Russell Westbrook fan. I am rooting hard as hell for him. But I'm not. I, I'm gonna say this too. I'm not even gonna get mad at him if it doesn't work out. Uh, I just, uh, I, I'd just be more mad at our two stars and Ty for pushing this, uh, a, a, this agenda onto the front office and pushing and forcefully uh, making them uh, sign him, which uh, I think is gonna derail the team. Um, the Vegas odds, uh, for what it's worth, have uh, have the Clippers championship odds worse than what they were before. Uh, so take that, uh, take that for whatever it's worth. Uh, whatever you want to do with that information, it's not significantly worse, but uh, it is worse. So yeah, man. Um, let's get on into this. Um, sorry, I went on a little uh, tangent there, but this whole podcast could be centered on Russell Westbrook and his fit around Kawhi and PG, his fit on the team, what I think his role is going to be. Um, and the conflicting reports that we've gotten from, uh, Clippers media, uh, which I will mention, uh, in this pod. So let's get into it. Um, my initial thoughts, um, 
there was way too much smoke for this not to happen. I mean, it was clear as day that Russell was going to become a Clipper. It just made the most sense. There was this fake report that came out. Uh, fuck that guy, by the way. He got, he fooled me. I won't lie. He fooled a lot of us. I'm not even going to lie. But um, fuck that guy uh, with this fake blue check mark. Um, anyways, um, he said th- that fake report said it was down to like the Wizards and the Bulls, um, which was complete BS, obviously. But. There was way too much smoke. I mean, the players, Paul George and uh, Marcus Morris, publicly campaigning for Russ on the team. Um, and it forced it forced the front office's hand to uh, sign him. And uh, now he's a Clipper, and he's probably going to play meaningful minutes. Um, I don't really buy into all that uh, he's going to start right away thing. I think it's going to take some time for him to get integrated. But that's a big risk, um, integrating you know someone of his stature. Um into a team that has 20 games left that is trying to win a championship. Like, this guy's going to play real minutes. Um, it's just a matter of time before he starts or if he starts, uh, if he's that sixth man, like how he was on the Lakers um, this past, uh, for this year so far. Um, it's just a matter of time. Um, he's definitely, he's been promised, uh, according to an article, I can't remember which article it was, so I apologize for that, that he's going to be promised to, he, got, he was promised that he's going to get a shot to contribute. Uh, whether it be uh, a starting spot or off the bench, um, he's going to play a role. He, uh, in my opinion, he's going to be taking some Terrence Mann minutes, which uh, is uh, no bueno. Um, he's going to take those Bones Highlands, Bones Highland minutes as well. Bones played 16 minutes in each of those first two games, so those are pretty much all going to go to Russ at this point. Uh, I'd imagine he would take some of Eric Gordon's minutes as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, initial thoughts, man. It's just... Uh, I just kind of, everyone and their mother kind of knew this was going to happen. Um, he just, he's just a better John Wall, marginally better. If, like, Russell Westbrook's always been better than John Wall. Um, and he's now, you know, on the, on the team, of course. Um, and it's just frustrating because we just tried this shit. Not even just John Wall, but we tried this with Rondo, with Bledsoe. I don't know if I really count Bledsoe because he wasn't long term. Uh, on the team, he wasn't seen as a guy that was going to be on the team for more than half the year. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if I would say the same about John, but uh, obviously they hoped that John Wall would work out. They were hoping Rondo would bring you know that uh, playmaking aspect uh, to the team, um, and it just didn't work out because uh, Rondo was benched in the playoffs. Of course, Bledsoe was uh, he was okay. I mean, can't shoot all all these guys. Rondo, Bledsoe, John, and Russ, these guys all can't shoot. They're all quote-unquote traditional point guards that cannot shoot. And we've seen time and time again that this type of player does not fit next to 2-1-3. And I don't know how long it's going to take the front office to realize that. But we're getting really, really low on time, man. Like, we don't have that much longer. These guys aren't getting any younger. And if Tyloo continues to be as bad as he's been this year. He's going to overplay Russ to the point where it's going to derail the team. If Russ is closing, this trade is art. This trade, this signing is already a failure. If Tyloo sees Russ as a starter, um, a Terrence Mann spot, and if he's going to close with him down the stretch, this signing is a complete, like, it's a complete joke already. Um, if that's how Ty Lue sees, because at the end of the day, this all comes down to how Ty Lue is going to use him. And with Ty Lue's track record in past seasons, I'm inclined to believe that he will bench him coming in the postseason if he sucks, which guess what? I don't think he's going to be very good. But this season, Ty Lue has rode, pause, Reggie Jackson and John Wall 
Every single game, Terrence Mann doesn't close games because Tyloo doesn't see him as a traditional point guard, and he said that. He sees him as a three. He always wants a traditional point guard out there. John Wall was playing big minutes before uh, he got hurt, unfortunately. Um, John Wall was, had usage numbers the same as he was... John Wall's usage rate was the same as it was when he was in Washington having his best seasons of his career. Um, and his best season of his career, which was 16, 17, I believe, his usage rate was a, like barely any higher than what it was this season. And Tyloo continued to trot him out there and John Wall turned the ball over a ton. And guess who's leading the league in turnovers per 36 this year? Russell Westbrook. And I just don't understand what the thought process was behind the players, because Kawhi has openly said that he doesn't watch basketball, and it, it, it shows because I don't want anyone giving Kawhi a pass, because if Kawhi said, no, fuck that, I don't want this guy, we would not be having this conversation, Russell Westbrook would not be on the team, and we, I wouldn't be recording this podcast right now, I wouldn't be this upset, and I, I love Russ, man, I love him, I, I love him to death, man, and Clippers Twitter Honestly, NBA Twitter spent the last two and a half years clowning Russell Westbrook for his terrible decisions on the court and his detrimental ones that have costed the Lakers games these past two years. We've been laughing at him. We've been laughing at the Lakers, man, mainly because of this guy. And now this team, the Clippers, cannot stay out of their own way with these dumb signings because they take player input and they take it seriously. Like They they take star players empowerment to a different level man and it's just so infuriating and these two games after the deadline against uh, it was the suns and then i want to say the bucks i can't remember no the mavs the mavs and the uh no we lost that mavs game we went 2-0 after the deadline Uh, i can't remember who the other team was i apologize but i know the last game before the break was the suns the clippers were great man they look so good without a traditional point guard and now we're going to be left with this what if if this rush hit doesn't work out what if the Clippers didn't sign Russ? Like, I mean, I get it's a small sample size, but the Clippers look so much better in those two games after the trade deadline. Um, you know, obviously, Bones Highland was going to be cut out of the rotation no matter what. Um, he, he's seen as a long-term piece, which is awesome. Um, I'm really, really stoked for his development later on. But this just sucks, man. I feel for him. Uh, I mean, obviously, this Russ signing pushes him even farther back in the rotation. Um, he's obviously going to be on that third string now. But man, this is just so frustrating. And his fit next to two on three is just just makes no sense to me, man. We've literally seen this. Like the Clippers have put Zubots on him. Excuse me. The Clippers put Zubots on him in their last game against the Lakers. And this wasn't even a long that long ago. This was maybe a few weeks ago. The Clippers had Zubots on Russ so we could sag off and stay in the paint. Like this is not rocket science, man. Like I just don't get what the deal is with the team and why they think this is going to work. And I would love to be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I tweeted this. I would love to be wrong about Russ. I get the situation he came from was so shitty. And it's a new chapter, a new a new look for him, a new team. Um, he's not this $47 million player anymore, so he, can't, he doesn't have to be treated like one. But his resume, Tyloo loves his veteran point guards, and his resume is going to scream at Ty to, you know, uh, put him out there for long stretches, just like how he did with John Wall. Um, and, man, I just don't have any faith in Ty Lue to optimize him correctly, to 
limit his uh, minutes or whatever. I just don't have that faith in Ty. And it sucks because a year ago, man, we were so high on him. After that 2020-2021 playoff run, we were so high on Ty Lue. Oh, he's the best coach in the NBA. He's so good at adjusting on the fly. But, man, he has been so piss poor this entire season with overplaying Marcus. And I will say, Ty Lue has made some strides in not playing Marcus Morris in the fourth quarter of the last two games. The two games after the trade deadline, Ty Lue has made some real strides and uh, limiting Marcus uh, down the stretch and closing with Eric Gordon instead and leaving Terrence out there. And that all goes to shit now because I'm assuming Russell Westbrook is going to be closing games. God forbid that does not happen. But I'm inclined to believe that based on this season, I'm going off based on this season, that Ty Lue is going to overuse him because that's exactly what he did with the two other traditional point guards that we've had this season. John Wall was on an MLE, um, got used as a... His usage rate was have a max player, and Tyloo continued to play him. So I just that just screams like trouble to me with Russ because Russell is better than John, and he's always been better than John. So I think that's how Tyloo sees it. Like, hey, I used John Wall out there all this time. I'm gonna use Russ even more because he's a better player. But like I said, it's a new chapter for Russ. He's coming out of a shitty situation where the fan base completely shit on him. There's nasty work done by that fucking Dave guy. That, I don't know his name. Calling him a vampire or whatever. That was some nasty, nasty shit. Um, LeBron openly going on an interview and saying, Oh, I wish we got in Kyrie. Just completely shitting on Russ. Nasty work by the Lakers. Um, but, man, I do feel for Russ. And, you know, having all the player support uh, here, you know, from Nico, Marcus, Kawhi, PG, Ty Lue, I hope it gets him to buy in more. But Russ has not really... He's been... I don't know. I don't know if I want to say he hasn't really bought in, but I I feel like he hasn't, man. I I don't watch the Lakers that much. I never really have. I won't lie. But every time I watch Russ, man, he's doing the same shit. He's bringing the ball up in transition, turning it over. Um, he's isoing it like it's nasty, bro. It's so nasty what he does with LeBron out there, with AD out there. Every time I watch the Lakers, it's a lot of Russell Westbrook isos, and it's just it's gross, man. And if he does that. Especially with guys like Kawhi and PG out there. It's just, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And man, if this do- if this doesn't work out, and I, I pray it does, man. I really, really hope it does. If it doesn't work out, I want everyone who pushed for this bullshit to be held accountable. I want Marcus Morris sent to Shanghai. Ty Luke possibly getting fired. Um, I mean, I don't want to say shipping 2-1-3 out yet. But man, I want them to have zero say in what goes into this team. I want the front office to take full head of steam. And I'm not going to let the front office off the hook because they were the ones that decided to not go into the season with a backup center. So I'm not going to give them any passes. L. Frank was dumb as hell for bringing in Moses Brown and playing him legitimate, or not playing him legitimate minutes. Coming into the season with our backup center being on a two-way, on a championship contender, quote-unquote, is nasty work. Um, we should have made a trade uh, for Plumlee back in December or any sort of competent backup big. But um should have made that trade a while ago. And uh, we'd be having a different conversation about the Clippers record and their team as a whole. Because Plumlee's been so, so good for the team in his first few games. But like I said, I just want accountability, man, if this shit goes south. Like I said, which I pray it doesn't. But uh, the fit, uh, all things are pointing to the fit not being there. And, uh, it sucks. It sucks because this, the writing was on the wall. This was gonna happen at some point. But, 
Anyways, man, let's get into some stats. I have cleaning the glass on my uh, one of my monitors here, so we're gonna kind of go over some stats. Um, let's see what we got. Let's go for his shooting. Um, Russ this season has a forty-two percent effective field goal percentage. That is sixteenth percentile. Um, he's shooting forty-one point eight percent on two-point attempts. Uh, 28th percentile. He's shooting 28.8% from three. Uh, he's still a pretty good free throw shooter. He's at 82%. Uh, that's only 45th percentile, but 82% is pretty good. Um, but yeah, any of his shooting is, uh, oh shit. I'm looking at the wrong year. Scrap all of that. I was, I was looking at the wrong year. This is his rookie year. Uh, um, that's fucking funny. Okay. Uh, scrap that, scrap that. I was looking at, I thought, cause usually the way it's lined up, uh, on shooting, on cleaning the glass, or any other uh, website with stats, it goes from latest to new. But uh, the way I see it, but I was looking at his rookie year. Okay, these are his actual stats, and it actually gets worse now that I look at it. So I apologize to Russ for making him look like even more shit. Um, his two point percentage this season is forty seven percent, which is the twenty first percentile. Um. His three-point percentage this year is 29, so it's the same as his rookie year. Uh, he's never, ever been a shooter, um, and that's been noted, uh, which is crazy to think that he was dominating the league by being such a bad shooter. Uh, he had a great mid-range back in the day uh, in his uh, OKC days, but uh, that has completely disappeared these past few years. Um, his three-point percentage, like I said, 10th percentile at 29%. Uh, he's shooting god-awful from the line. Uh, he's at 65%. That is the second percentile in all qualified players. Um, let's go to his frequency. His shooting frequency. Um, he's getting to the rim 44, uh, 44% of the time. That is the 93rd percentile. And that's one thing I do want to say is a positive about Russ. He gets to the rim. But hey, guess who else, who else got to the rim? John Wall. And uh, that did not work out because he would end up turning the ball over uh, a lot of the time. And Russ is worse at turning the ball over than John Wall. Um, he's shooting. Uh, he's getting to his mid range. He's shooting the mid range eighteen percent of the time uh, from the short mid range, um, in between four and fourteen feet. Uh, the long mid range. Let's go to his, his entire mid range. Uh, he's shooting the mid range twenty nine percent of the time. Uh, and that's thirty nine percentile. So he's not really shooting the mid range all that much. Um, and he's shooting, uh, 26% of his shots from three, but he mostly is getting to the rim. He has great rim pressure. He's always been so good at that, um, throughout his career. He's one of the quickest players in the league. And now let's get to the nasty. So let's get to his shooting accuracy. He's shooting 58% at the rim, um, which is 27th percentile in the league. He is 172 for 299 at the rim this season. Uh, that, which is disgusting. Um, He's shooting 32% from the mid-range. That is 11th percentile. He shot 217 times from the mid-range. This season made 69 of them. And he's shooting 29% from three. He has made 62 out of 211 shots. That is 8th percentile. So he is uh, not great. He is not great at shooting the ball. Never has been outside of the mid-range uh, in his early career. He was a great finisher as well uh, back in the day. Um... He's a great rebounder, though. I will say that he is a great rebounder. Um, his block percentage is 76 percentile at 0.7%. 
um, his incredible leaping ability. Um, he has a uh, he's a great defensive rebounder off free throws. That's not really important. Uh, anyways, he has a fifteen point seven percent defensive rebounding uh, off of the opponent's field goals, which is a uh, hundredth percentile, is best in the league at that. Um, he's also pretty good. Uh, um, offensive rebounding, um, off of field goals. Um, he's in the 91st percentile in that as well. Um, but yeah, great rebounder for, he's one of the best rebounding guards of all time, if not the best rebounding guard of all time. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I don't really have much to say other than that. Um, there is a world that this works. Um, I'm not entirely uh sure about it obviously because of past players of his archetype in the 213 era have not worked out so the clippers are literally trying the definition of insanity bro doing the same thing and expecting a different result we've seen it with bled seen it with ronda we've seen it with john wall this season and now we're doing the same thing with westbrook um but i'm rooting for him like i said man i really really am rooting for him i hope he succeeds on the team i hope he can uh, buy in and i hope ty Lu isn't an idiot and uses him correctly um but yeah um and his usage rate this season is a uh, hundred percentile so he is not really taking much of a back seat um he's still very very ball dominant um uh, he's just getting less minutes but he's doing the same shit um when he's out there he's a uh, hundred percentile in usage rate so he has a very high usage rate um, just like how John Wall did in his time with the Clippers. Um, anyways, man, uh, I'm going to head on out of here. Uh, 22 minute podcast that is uh, pretty long winded, but I really wanted to get this out. Um, and like I said earlier, I want anyone who pushed for this to be held accountable. Um, uh, if this doesn't work, if slash when this doesn't work, I should say. And yeah man uh thank you guys for listening i really do appreciate it hopefully this wasn't too boring or long-winded for you guys i hope you guys um you know if you guys do have a different opinion let me know man add me on twitter reply to one of my tweets there's absolutely nothing wrong with being wrong which i do want to say man i hate people that just like shit on other people for being wrong like that's what we're like i don't get that man like it's okay to be wrong like we're all here we're all clipper fans we're all here and pushing for the same thing we all want this team to succeed and you know ways there we see the way this we see the methods to doing that in a different way and that's okay like it's okay to be wrong if i'm wrong about this i literally tweeted i will be the first to apologize to, to russ i'll be the first to apologize and I, i'm rooting for him man i really really am i hope um that he uh finds a good role with the, with the team i hope tyler uses him correctly and I hope the Clippers win a chip at the end of the day. I don't have my money on it right now, but I do hope the team succeeds. And I hope uh, Russ gets used in a, uh, a way that isn't detrimental to the team. And yeah, I'm going to head on out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I will see you guys in the next one. Peace.